For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's Mike Caldeshell. It's 1025 The Bone. Good morning, everybody. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. You might have heard Slater say we have tornado warnings in the area, some storms coming and going. Be careful if you're headed out today. Most likely you're not headed out anyway. Our hospitality worker of the day is a gentleman by the name of Mark Alvarez. He's been a sous chef at Club Renaissance in the Country Club in down Sun City. He's been there for three years, and now he's getting screwed. He doesn't have a job. He's been out of work. He's got a family. He's got a little kid. And there's some pictures of him and his family and, of course, his Venmo up on our Facebook page. If you'd like to go ahead and throw him a couple of bucks. Uh, I don't want to call anybody out by name because I don't – what what you do and what you donate and how often you donate is completely up to you. What we ask you to do, which seems to be a pretty good idea – is uh, what have we been doing this for like three weeks now? Maybe four yeah, weeks? More, yeah, yeah, probably four. Okay, maybe so five. four weeks. That's five days a week for the past that's 20 days. Yes. So that's for literally for $20, you can help these people out. You can give them a dollar a day. And you might go, oh, it's kind of cheap. It's not because we have three million people in Tampa Bay, of which two million are usually listening to the show. If uh, all of those people, which we know they're not going to, but if a, a small portion of those people sent a dollar, that would be enough to help out. And I certainly know that there's people in a situation listening to the show that don't even have the dollar, and that's fine. You may find it at one time. You have more money than, than another time or not. Anyway, the folks at Tito's Vodka and uh, Team Farrell and Astadom and a couple other people, you know, have, have you know, obviously you listeners, have donated some money so that we can give them a nice little padding. And then everything you add on top of it has uh, been great. And I, I and what I was talking about before is I went to Venmo, and Venmo gives you – and let you put it on private, can let you see what you interact with the other people when you're sending them payments. Right. So at the end of the day, I like to go and make a donation to the uh, people, and then I could see all of the other people who made a donation within the hours that we gave out the person's name, and most of them write, uh, you know, from the Mike show, or it'll say, hey, tip for you, good luck, and I could see it all. And there are so many people that have donated every single day to every person and mm-hmm. even if it's one dollar a day which would have cost you about 20 bucks at this time but is you know is still taking the time to go and search them out and give them that dollar that means so much obviously to them but to me too i'm really proud of our listening audience i, I saw that yesterday and i was really moved by that because these are people that these are complete and utter strangers they will get nothing out of donating money to these people. At the end of the day, everybody's going to look at me and go, Mike Caldy, you're so nice. You did this thing for these people. But I didn't. All I did was ask for your money. Uh, and the truth is that you people are are not getting the proper uh, thanks you deserve. You're the ones that are going and seeking out these strangers and uh, giving them money. So thank you for that. And I emailed a couple people yesterday to say thank you. 
because I was gen, you know, genuinely moved. But anyway, Mark is uh, uh, the guy, Mark Alvarez. He is up on the thing. And Bert, you know, asked me, I said, Bert texted me and said, why do you say hospitality worker today? Is that for legality? And I go, no, it's because although we seem to be centering mostly on bartenders because that's what we got an influx of, there are some other areas of the hospitality work uh, that got screwed and that are out of jobs, and we're trying to help as many people as we can. Also, if you're wondering how you can be a part of that or you want to nominate somebody, which kind of bugs me because I would rather those people just come to me straight ahead, uh, just send me your name, maybe a, a brief history of where you worked or you know where you were when you got laid off. I don't, you're not winning me over. I'm basically doing it. on uh, Some people are like, I hope I have enough to get your attention. You do. If you've even emailed me and given me all the correct information for this, you've already got my attention. I'm not picking favorites out of this deal. Uh, if you just give me your name, where you worked, you know, you could you could tell me you got kids, you don't have kids, whatever you think is going to pull up the heartstrings, and give me your Venmo. And we decided on Venmo because that seems to be the one that everybody's using the most. And uh, I'll get up there with the pictures, and people get to check you out and hopefully continue to donate some money. So we're doing good. We're doing what we can. Our, our stimulus program seems to be working a lot better than most people. So. That's right. Uh, all right, right now, it is time to check in with Galvin. That is you. That's me. You've got today's news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. What do we have in news today, Galvin? The NFL draft started yesterday online, virtually. Uh, the Bengals had the first pick, and they took quarterback Joe Burrow from LSU. Uh, here is a uh, little bit of that, uh, how that went down. Everybody knew he was going first, but here. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, he was the uh, pick. He knew since Wednesday. Evidently, they went to him and they said, hey, we're definitely going with you. But there were enough quarterbacks where you can go. There could be some last-minute changes. Yeah. With the first pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. <laughs> Uh, you know, my my wife was saying he doesn't look very excited. No, of course not. Well, there's a couple. The there's a couple of things. One is going to the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, two, he is a a kid who really two years ago would have never guessed he'd go in the first round, and now he is going to instantly tomorrow become a multimillionaire. Right. His life has completely changed, and he he's known about it already for at least twenty four hours. And what team he's going to. There's a lot going through that kid's head. Doesn't that suck, though? You excel, and you become the best, and you're the best in college football, and then you have to go to the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I don't. I disagree with that because you, you're you going to, even though it's a team sport, if you're good, you're going to shine. And just like you know, most quarterbacks that go to a team that the team sucks, you do your time there, and then if they don't do anything to improve the team around you, you leave, and you go somewhere else, and you become huge. I... I I don't think it's so bad. I think this is a great opportunity for him to go there and be the man. I mean, I get that that's the fair way to do it, yeah. but you got to think, especially if you grew up like loving some team, and you're like, man, I hope I go to this team, and you're like, nope. You're going <laughs> to the Browns yeah. or the Bengals. Uh, or even the Bucks when they were horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, like all those players that got drafted to the Bucks, and so they weren't playing here. So Let's Burrow just... was he was at Ohio State originally, right? Yeah. And then he transferred after his junior year and went to LSU, and because he had a bad season, and then he went to LSU and just lit it up because they're stacked. And now Heisman Trophy winner, number one pick. Yeah, what is Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say because I thought it was what's uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, right. Because yeah. uh, I was going to say cats, cats, cat. He keeps going to cats teams, but I guess not. 
for yeah. the longest time, it was Tua was going to be the guy in the, this year's draft. Right. You know, and then uh, uh, Burrow came out of nowhere and just lit it up and, you know. Yeah, and that's a gamble now because you had Tua. You had, uh, you, know, you had a couple options for quarterback there. You got to make the right move. Yeah. He looked... And in, in the highlight film, he looked phenomenal. Burrow? Burrow. His, this last season that he had, yeah. might, arguably one of the best college seasons a quarterback has had. I mean, he was But the other kid, fire. the kid from Oregon, is pretty good, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he would have been. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that was your next generation of, of quarterbacks is what we saw last night. I, don't, I know that's obvious because they're young and they just got picked. But I think there's a couple of superstars in that group last night that we're going to be talking about for years after this. Usually in these quarterback classes, there's like four guys and like two make right. it out and actually become really good pros and like two are like busts. What's the kid's name now with the long hair? That's playing. That's got. I think he's going into his last season now. Marino. Oh, um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence in Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is going to be huge. Well, yeah, you know the Dolphins for like over a year was like tank for Tua. Now yeah, it's going to yeah. be tanking for Lawrence, right? Because he's also very good. And I yeah, hate. They're going to need another quarterback. <laughs> I, I hate. I'll be glad when he's not at Clemson anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's tearing it up. In the NFL draft, the 49ers entered the night with the number thirteen overall pick in the, uh, but they didn't make the selection there. Instead, they traded that pick and a seventh rounder to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the number 14 and number 117 selection. Here's how it went down. Check it out on Bone TV. We had our first trade of the draft. It didn't come until pick 13. And just some slight movement. The 49ers were at 13. They traded back to 14 because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went up and got an offensive lineman. Our number one ranked offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, going to Tampa Bay. Stop me if you've heard this before. There's another great offensive lineman coming out of Iowa. This year, Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs was a three-year starter at Iowa and became the first offensive lineman to start as a true freshman under Kirk Ferentz. Wirfs is a spectacular athlete who mauls defenders in the run game. He also excels as a lead blocker working in space. And he didn't just show up at the combine. He destroyed the combine. Ran a 4.8540 at nearly six foot five and 320 pounds. He set an all-time record in the vertical jump for an offensive lineman. This is a player that projects as a day one starter at the next level. Uh, look at his face. You know, you know so his father. They sitting there at 14. Right. They see our number one ranked offensive lineman slide all the way to 13. So they move up one and they get Tom Brady some much needed help on the offensive line. Look at him behind you, Gio. His his mother was a single mother, raised him alone, because Junior Seau banged her one year. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, oh, my God. God. Look like Junior Seau. Oh, my God. Yo, that's a big boy right there. Yeah, yeah. Hope is. it doesn't end the same way. Yeah. <laughs> John Lynch, man, is a GM. He's really good. Who knew? I mean, well, he's really good. Well... He already won GM of the year, right? Like with the, with getting so. Brady and getting Gronkowski, like he already won. No, no I'm talking no, about John no, Lynch no. with the 49ers. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jason uh, Light. Jason Light. Jason Light. Yeah. yeah, Lynch Light. Light, though, won. Yeah, right? he's doing no, good. No, I don't think so. Light got lucky. Light got lucky. That came to him. Yeah, he Brady. didn't make any crazy moves to bring those guys in. They He got Brady and Brady brought Gronk. So he didn't do anything. Brady chose us. We didn't right, choose Brady right. is the way that went down. Right. Brady knew he had to go somewhere and make a difference somewhere, and he knew it was here, and he wanted to live yeah. in the sun. and. 
Uh, Giselle was like, why don't we live in Florida? And then that's how it came down. Jason Light had very little to do but with that. But John Lynch had the pick before, calls up Jason Light and says, hey, man, looks like you're wanting an offensive tackle. I'm going to take him right now yeah. unless you give me something for it. Right. Which, you know, that smart. was that smart. Right? They yeah, knew no, they needed that. That's the guy I meant, Lynch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lynch Light, they're all the same. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a huge splash this week with uh, acquiring Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots, whose arrival in Tampa could spell the departure of another tight end on the roster. Prior to adding Gronk to their roster, the Buccaneers already had a solid duo with tight ends uh, Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard. Well, it appears Howard may want out of town. The former first-round pick from Alabama wants a fresh start elsewhere in the NFL. It would, uh, pu- it would put an end to Howard's three-year tenure with the Buccaneers. Howard remains on his rookie contract, so the team is interested in trading him. Wouldn't have to uh, take on that much money. But they did say yesterday, the Bucs had said, and I know this doesn't mean anything, but they did say yesterday that they were they wanted to keep OJ Howard and work. You know, it's just, I don't. See yeah, that. this is just rumor stuff. Yeah, you know, but you they think, have to get rid of him. Yeah, with you think with him, with Gronk coming in, something's got to shift. Gronk coming in, uh, Braid being also so good, and them saying uh, he OJ was kind of a bust anyway. But I have a question: If Rob Gronkowski is always prone to injury, wouldn't it be smart to keep a stacked line of tight ends in case he gets injured? In I mean, the yes and no. Yeah, it's great to have backups, but do you want to pay a backup? OJ Howard money, or do you want to pay a guy that's you know we got other back we other got other tight ends. It sucks because OJ Howard was a very high pick. He was a first right. round draft and pick, and he's not playing and as well for that. He has not turned out. And he hasn't had the potential that everybody thought. Uh, a big thing to me is I I read an article about how he was on a podcast recently, and they asked him about Tom Brady if he had talked to him yet, and OJ Howard said he plans to reach out to him in the next couple months. Whereas Chris Godwin said, oh, yeah, I talked to him immediately. Yeah. As soon as – and remember, Brady was like, all I wanted was all the teammates' phone numbers. And Chris Godwin said, like, yeah. Maybe he was like, hey, Godwin, you're my guy. Hey, yeah. Evans, man, so great to play with you. Hey, uh, OJ, bring Gronk in, call you back. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe OJ was like, I see the writing on the wall. Yeah, I mean, how do you just casually yeah, I'll talk to Tom when I get – like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone else is like, oh, my gosh, I talked to him that day. I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm just – I'm Howard's so excited to leave my front door open in case you want to stop by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe OJ Howard's playing hard to get. Yeah, you never know. No. You should put little treats. What is Tom Brady like? Like, put a trail of uh, little, little treats sprouts. to your house. Little, yeah. <laughs> little vegetables and vitamins. Uh, it's a vegan sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put his kids out there. He'll come and kiss each one and then walk in your house. Uh, uh, yesterday, during Trump's coronavirus briefing, he let us in on a couple of ideas to deal with COVID-19. One is to use UV light in or on the body, and the other is injecting us with disinfectant. Uh, I'll let you... Pre- let I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm losing ground here. I don't <laughs> tell you know about it. We have him up on Bone TV. Check this out. Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said... That hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can do either through the skin or in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that by injection inside or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it... Does a tremendous number of the lungs, so it'd be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. <laughs> He's going to have us injecting pine salt. Uh-huh. I, I mean, look, I don't understand. I mean, you watch that poor woman, the scarf doctor. Uh-huh. They had that second camera shot of her where they just put it on her while he's talking about injecting. Uh, disinfecting into your body, and she just is like sinking in her seat. Or putting UV light in your body. Uh, well, that is possible. 
That is possible. And and here's here's what I think is I, I don't know. I'm done trying to make excuses for him, but if if there is an ingredient in the detergent that is automatically killing the virus, and you could centralize the I don't know. Maybe he's I'm I'm hoping to God somebody said something to him. That he's thinking in his head, well, okay, I see they're wanting to try and do that. That's what it feels like is that right before, you know, he's doing these every day, which I feel like he should just be doing once every couple of days. They should be doing a press conference every day. He should be popping in everyone's that's, that's what they should have is a, is a scientist right. standing up there and saying, "Listen, this in Lysol or Pine Sol or whatever it kills the kills the virus immediately. So what we're going to do is try and make this where it can be, you know, biotech work on it and make it so it could go into the human body. Don't inject yourself with Pine Sol. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. We're going to work on it, yeah. fix it, make it so you can put it in the human body. Uh-huh. That conversation, a scientist told him that." 10 minutes before right. he went up yeah. there, and he's and he like, oh, yeah, spewing, yeah. inject it. That uh, sounds good. I think Trump is being left to go off script too much, like every single day, which is having the president on TV like that off script it doesn't, is unheard of. It's, it's never happened only ever. Good, it's only good in situations where uh, it's comical. Like, yeah. we don't want him to be funny now. We don't want him to say crazy things. We want a guy, we want a leader that's that's out there saying, uh, we're gonna take that, and I and I and I don't like. Uh, he's such a flip flopper on things. D- don't say one day we're gonna where we got the curve, we're flattening, and we got we get business back together, and then Georgia's like, all right, we're opening Tuesday. Well, not nah, hold on a second, you know. Just I, I want some sort of confidence. That's why I I've just decided that no matter what he says, no matter what they say, I'm staying in for a little while. You want to get a beautiful syringe, a glorious <laughs> bottle of Spick and Span, yeah. and you just then take it, inject it right into your eyeballs. Dude. Justin Sangle's got a great picture of him spraying Lysol into his mouth, uh-huh. and he's like, "I'm trying it, Mr. President, but it doesn't seem to be working." And the sunlight into his pH. Yeah, 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 just suck on this Clorox wipe. I'll show yeah, you fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know. At the end of the bottle, there's all the liquid <laughs> down the bottom. Just drink it. <laughs> uh, after seeing images of Floridians crowding the beaches in Jacksonville, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that all Florida beachgoers who travel to New York must first be tested for IQ. Saying, quote, just as we've started flattening the curve, a surge in Florida beachgoers is the last thing our state needs. And so at all points of entry in New York, we'll be ramping up IQ tests immediately. (laughs) Funny nipple rings. Guess who's down here? New Yorkers. (laughs) Guess who comes to Florida more than any other state in the the country? New Yorkers. This is the same guy that when all this was popping off, he was the one who was like, "Ah, don't worry, it's not that serious. Now he's like, we need ventilators and Mm. we're going to do IQ. Tests. Mm. Great, thanks, Cuomo. Yeah, uh, IQ test. By the way, do you know that more people move to the state of Florida than any uh, uh, than all the other states combined? More in Florida, like one out of eight people that move move to Florida yeah. than anywhere else and stuff. So don't think that it's all just Floridians. It's a bunch of jackasses yeah. from New York too. God, we get such a I'm gonna, bad rap. I'm going to twist his nipple rings <laughs> so hard. Oh, so hard. What would be not, your favorite cleaner to drink? You not think? in a good way. I'm oh. a little spick and span. Yeah, I, go, I go pine saw. I'm, oh, I'm going a little fabuloso. Oh. What is that? Yeah. Fabuloso looks like Gatorade? Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't okay. taste like it, though. Yeah. No, it's like the it's a mix between bleach and <laughs> lavender. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would try and go organic. I would go Mrs. Myers. <laughs> right? You know what? So that it doesn't hurt you uh, as much? I'm just going to go with the old Tide Pod challenge and eat a bunch of Tide Pods. <laughs> what was the stuff that Seth Rogen had in that movie oh, yes. where you could drink it? 
Yeah, I'll use that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more than 4.4 million Americans applied for unemployment last week. That takes the total up to 26.5 million people in five weeks. Yeah, it's awful. Or one out of every six working Americans. We haven't had un- unemployment levels uh, like this since the Great Depression, and all of the jobs gains since the Great Recession uh, have now been wiped out in just five weeks. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're approving uh, another $500 billion for loans, but yeah. people aren't getting their money. They're, no. they're applying for loans, getting approved, and not getting it. People they're losing are having, their businesses. Yeah, people are having a real difficult time, not only with the application process, but actually getting the money. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, not a system that's working very well yeah. right now. Uh, Ruth Chris has now decided to give back the $20 million small business PPP loan. It got through a loophole. Earlier this week, of course, uh, Shake Shack decided to return their loan that they got. As well as uh, Harvard University. Did you see that story? Yeah. No, I didn't. Harvard University got a, a, a proof for like $20 million. What? And it turns out they have 42, 42, that can't be right. Yeah. I was going to say $42 billion. That can't be right. I don't know. I didn't see the story. That was the story that I saw, but now that I'm saying it out loud, how much did Harvard have? And I was also reading that these, Maybe it was $4 billion. some of these restaurants, like Ruth's Chris, didn't even apply for the loan. It was the restaurant lobbyist that had it all ready to go. That's right. And they right. applied. It, Harvard got $9 million in stimulus money when it has a $40 billion yeah. endowment. Yeah. $40 billion dollars. Uh, Harvard should have said here is 10 billion to yeah, help out. Right. Real. The people of of Massachusetts. Well, the good news is at least they're allocating the money to the proper people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, you had 40 billion? <laughs> yeah. What? We just gave you none. I I knew it was I thought it was 42 billion and I was like well, as I was about to say that out loud I'm like well, I don't think I read that right. That's right. Billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, dairy farmers have had to dump out extra milk they can't sell, so public grocery stores are now buying it from them and donating it to food banks. I think uh, that's so awesome. Publix yes. is buying vegetables. Yeah, they're, they're buying things up. they don't need. Also, this is pretty interesting. Walmart just teamed up with Nextdoor on a program called Neighbors Helping Neighbors that makes it easier to see if anyone in your community needs help with a grocery run. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. My community has a uh, message board that they use as well. Uh, and there's people every day going to the store or any elderly people or anybody need anything. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you through things like this, yeah. man. That's that's a good sign. Here is an unexpected side effect of coronavirus. Criminals are social distancing, too. Oh. Miami hasn't had a homicide in six weeks. Oh, wow. get on it, Miami. That, really- is, <laughs> that is the longest stretch since 1964, oh. and that's even with less police presence out because of wow. the coronavirus. Wow. Yeah. So that's some good news. Some more good news. It looks like coronavirus cannot be sexually transmitted. Oh, thank God. Based on all the reports we hear about how people catch it, it kind of seems like sex is the only thing that doesn't transmit it. Of course, being that close to another person and kissing are still a big risk factor for potentially spreading the virus. But I guess if you probably just do it through a sheet, just cut a hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, do it like that, yeah. throw a tarp over her. <laughs> I have to tell you, I don't think I've had any sex since the virus. Oh, since well, you, you can. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's by choice. Oh, okay. Oh. My wife is it the roots? My wife doesn't feel sexy, oh. and is it the roots? You know, it's probably well, the roots. As her man, you should, you know, make her feel sexy. Yeah, do some hair dye at her. I do. I push her down, and I go, "Let's do this." <laughs> Tell her to put a hat on or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh put a God. ball cap on. Hey, just to be safe, wear this face mask. <laughs> uh, you want to know what I did, Carmen? To what? be to be sexy? <laughs> no. You want to be honest with you? Oh boy. So I have my bathroom. 
Let's let's say my bathroom's here at the end of the hall. Okay. And she was working out in the living room, which would be the equivalent of like where Danielle's studio is. Mm-hmm. So I came out of the uh, of the bathroom and I looked down the hall and she was bent over doing like like squats. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, uh, I go, hey, get a little of this. And she looked down and I went. <laughs> and she goes, great. That's what uh, girls like when you just shake right? it. Uh-huh. Shake it. Shake yeah. it. But now, like, put that in the opposite terms. If I was working out, first of all, I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> but if I was working out and she walked in and she went, I'd be like, yeah. workout over. Yeah. Workout yeah. over. Yeah. Let's do it. What are you trying to say? <laughs> like those guys that are lifting real heavy and they just drop it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would have been me in well, a second. Uh, have you seen the uh, naked challenge that everyone's doing? Yeah, like for the, the pillow. Guys are playing games and the girl walks yeah, in. Naked, yeah, but some guys are doing it too. Like girls are eating on a snack or just watching Netflix and they walk out. Yeah. And oh. all the girls are just like, oh. And they Did you laughing. see uh, the big girl, the guy who was playing the video game, and she came and uh, sat on his shoulders and then put him in a leg lock yes. and just fell backwards? Yeah. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I'd take that at this point. Uh, a mom in Idaho who's part of an anti-vax group was arrested at the playground after she helped organize a play date protest with other parents and then refused to leave. We actually have some of the video up on Bone TV. It's kind of bad audio because it's outside and it's a little bit windy and stuff, but this is one of those Karens that's just bitch yeah. face, bitch face. Yeah. Uh, we have it up on Bone TV. Check this out. You said you have five seconds. Okay, this is not. Officer, you don't want to do that. Officer, you don't. You're being detained. Am I being arrested or detained? What did he say? Am I arrested or detained? Uh, Someone call Idaho Freedom Foundation right now and get them on the phone. I love it. Call who? Uh, What foundation? Hang on, let's see. Am I arrested or detained? Someone call Idaho Freedom Foundation right now and get them on the phone. Idaho Foundation? Maybe. Listen. Is, it, the park's closed. Yeah. Right. The moose outside should have told you. <laughs> but the cop is very calm, and he's yeah. like, ma'am, you have to go. And she's like, are you going to arrest them? They're not. And, like, and him saying to her, you're being detained, he's trying to say, I'm going to try and get you out of here and yeah. explain this to right. you. And she's being a bitch about Am it. I being arrested or being detained? I would have put said, a you're being in her back yeah. and, and tased her. Right. And then the other one, officer, you don't want to do yeah. this. Oh, I love yeah. to do this. Yeah. I, I would have been like, you don't want to resist. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe, do you have the uh, picture or her stupid face? You just look at her, and she's like one of those ones Ugh. where you just, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Mm. Well, she's kind of pretty. Uh, she's she's kind of, but you can see bitchy bitch face yeah. in there, too. But her poor husband, he's like, now you know what I go through. Right. I married her because she was so gorgeous. Oh, she had those beautiful anymore. blue eyes. And now she's all, are you just going to sit around in a robe all day? Ugh. Because just because it's quarantine doesn't mean you can't go out and do something. Oh, we have rights. Up. we got to protect our rights. Yeah. And he, she called him to bail her out. Oh, and he's yeah. like, uh, with COVID, the bank's frozen. Yeah. It, give me a couple days, whatever. <laughs> he's walking around the place naked, drinking beers. He's uh. like, da, 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 da. <laughs> the witch is dead. Da. Uh, uh, and that's the police officer arrest me. I want you to go say something to him. Oh, I'll say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm buying a case of beer. Stories like this make me feel bad for Candle Karen because people always call her Karen in a mean, degrading way after stuff like this. Another reason uh, for her to use Karishma. her given name, Karishma. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, a family in Australia replaced part of their fence with a clear plastic sheeting so that they could hang out with their neighbors. Uh, it seems like something that a lot of people will probably do if you want to hang out with your neighbors. We have it up on Bone TV. Uh, check this out. Here is the people in Australia. We needed a way to keep in touch with our neighbours, Kylie and Leo and Hal and Wes, over the fence without 
sort of breaching social distancing rules. So the phone call was made to the local hardware store to see if they had the product in stock and away we went. Found to get some polycarbonate sheeting and took the cap off the fence and replaced the uh, colour bond with the polycarbonate and here we are. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A nice little way to hang out. I'd have a drink or a cup of tea or often yeah. we have dinner with the fires out here as well at night time. It's, yeah, it's been a really great way to get connected. And the good thing for them is they have kids that look like they're similar age. So yeah. the kids probably always play together and stuff. It's just about an eight foot span of the fence. The fence is still there. It's just clear. They can see through it. Hang I out with the other people. Nice. I saw one. It was a wood fence and they took the top and they made it like fold over. So it came into like a table. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So then they you. could sit at it. So it was like a little bit closer and there wasn't a fence in between them. Right. But there was a big enough table made from the fence. Right. Well, I um, went to my father's house the other day. I had my wife and my daughter. We just went to PDQ. They didn't get nobody got out of the car. And then on the way home, we were right by my father's house. I go, let's do a, Let's go do a driveway visit, you know? So we pulled up in the driveway, and my dad and his wife came out with the dog, and they stayed a good distance away, and we talked from in the car. And I was like, this is good. At least we get to see them. And then my daughter's like, I got to pee. And I go, well, now you're ruining the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I had no choice. You had to go in there and go pee. Oh, Could have gone around the side of the house. Fender. Well, in a bush. Not white trash. Yeah. Guy who constantly is peeing outside. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh. You. <laughs> You know, you talk to a lot of people about it yeah, a lot of times. We had a whole discussion about this I the know. other day. I saw my daughter go out of the pool the other day. I go, where are you going? She's like, I got to pee. And I go, I'm, I'm so glad she doesn't pee in the pool. Yeah. You know, you know, I didn't even have to teach her that. Yeah. And then she doesn't go in the house. She just goes outside and like, oh. <laughs> Who taught you this, Uncle John? Uh-huh. Uh, the Florida Aquarium has made a breakthrough that will help save America's Great Barrier Reef, the third largest coral reef in the world. For the first time in world history, the aquarium right here in Tampa has successfully reproduced rigid cactus coral. Yeah, they were. Wow. I remember they were working on that. Yeah. And they said they could do that. Yeah, the corals are just one of the variety of species rescued from Florida's waters by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and the NOAA Fisheries uh, after coral reefs in the state began to uh, undergoing a major disease outbreak starting in 2014. So, yeah. Tampa Aquarium doing some good work. Ooh. Great. Very Let's nice. hope that uh, the offshore oil drilling doesn't uh, ruin all this, you know, because they're talking about another pipe explosion that won't yeah. be good. Thanks, Debbie Downer. Well, I'm, you know. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, the Hubble Telescope is celebrating. How long? How long has the Hubble, Hubble telescope been out there? It's it's what birthday? Since uh, I this is Hubble's thirtieth. On the money, thirtieth. Really? Yeah, the space shuttle Discovery lifted it into orbit on April twenty fourth, nineteen ninety, and has been orbiting the Earth and taking pictures ever since. You can actually go and visit there, and you can get a picture of uh, from when your birthday yeah. is. You it's know, cool. so that you can see the best picture from your birthday. From That's Arbor cool. Space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today is Arbor Day. Do you yeah. know what Arbor Day is? Oh, yeah. Carmen, is she on the phone? Doesn't yeah. matter. What? Do you know what Arbor Day is? Pearl Harbor? What? Mm-hmm. Arbor. Pearl Harbor Day. Arbor Day, isn't that where you, like, go plant a tree? Is where you plant a tree. Okay, cool. I mean, uh, go, don't give her so much credit. She just didn't say Pearl Arbor at first. <laughs> joking. Uh, uh, it's Arbor Day for most of the country. Some places actually celebrate at different times, depending on the best time of year to plant trees. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Who I was not aware of that. Does it matter what kind of tree you plant or just whatever? Nope. All right. Plant whatever tree you want. Spanish. Oh, and, uh, who gives a crap, Fab? <laughs> what do you want? Oak? 
I want uh, one of those... Um, uh, redwood? Yeah, that's what it is, a redwood. Be oh. there for hundreds of years. And well, pecan. So yeah. yeah, pecan tree. Pecan's like I put the wood in my smoker. <laughs> a rubber tree. Ooh. Oh, so that I can don't think you can move it. Yeah. Have you seen those dragon blood trees? No. Where if you, if you like, puncture them, the sap is, like, blood red? What are you puncturing trees for? In case you're bored. This is a bad person. <laughs> uh, a, what kind of coffee? So you drink whatever you get from Starbucks. I drink a regular cold brew. It's a cold brewed coffee. And what does that mean? How do they... They brew it. Uh, you know, you put the hot water through the through the grinds to make uh-huh. the... I think they do this just with the cold water, or they... Uh, they use a cold. So they have like the grinds and a filter, and then cold, and yeah. you do that. What are what about you, Spanish? Hot. I do the same thing except hot, regular hot coffee. And yeah, Carmen, coffee. same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody doing like a French press or anything like I that? I would if I had more time. Yeah. yeah. I used to in college. Well, a new twenty-year-long study out of Sweden found that coffee is good for your health and can even help you live longer, but only if you brew it with a filter. If you use a French press or drink unfiltered coffee, it leaves in chemicals that can raise your triglyceride and bad cholesterol levels. Tell you, that tastes delicious. Yeah, Yeah. French press coffee is the best way to go. So good, French press. Mm. No bitter anymore. Oh. The French really know that. That and fries. I know. I got it down, man. <laughs> I I tell you, French fries in France, not that good. Really? Oh, really? What? Escargot in France, great. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you French fries in Amsterdam, phenomenal. Yeah? Phenomenal. That's it's like one of their staples high. there. No, 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 I promise. It was <laughs> they they pride themselves on their chips. I don't uh, I don't eat French fries. I eat freedom fries. That's right. <laughs> what American. Hell yeah. yeah. USA, USA. 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 That's, right. That's my father. My still, father still hates France because of that, because yeah. he wouldn't let us fly over their airspace. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't think, don't think he talked to us for a week when we went to France. Your dad's oh. a patriot. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's a veteran. He was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. He knows what's up. <laughs> uh, I have some new music for you guys. <gasps> yes. How do you like that? Love it. Like it. Love new music. Now, I have a feeling you're going to guess who this is pretty quickly. Okay. All right. But it's been Roland a little. Mizell. It's been a little while. <laughs> Since they uh, put out uh, new music. But here is new music. As soon as you know it, yell it out. Here we go. Rolling Stone. Yeah. Can I just tell you something so weird? Is that when right when you said we have new music, I just read a headline that says Rolling Stones to release a new track. And I'm uh, like, oh, I didn't know that would that Well, maybe get off your computer and pay attention <laughs> I'm to working, me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. With my garbage stories about Arbor Day oh, and stuff. No. Just living, living in a ghost town. <laughs> Who pees outside? <laughs> you do. You talk about it all the time. What? Keep planting, keep planting uh, trees on Arbor Day so I have something to pee on. Who, talks, <laughs> who has a green egg? I don't even know what you're talking Who likes the Yankees? What? <laughs> so, What's that Island? So I'm no longer... Uh, 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 I'm... Uh, uh, That's yeah. what you did. That's what you did. Uh, uh, I said pee, pee outside. You pee outside. Who pees outside? That's exactly what you did. Uh, do you want to hear Rolling Stones or no? I'll yeah. delete it. I do. I'll delete the file. I like it. I do. I like it. Really good to see the Rolling Stones branching out. Look, formula you stay with it. Let's go, ACDC. ACDC knows what's up. Uh, They've been I like it for a while. It would be wild if they came out with like a techno album. I wonder what my neighbors think about when I'm in the pool and listening to music. It's like it's either it's either the Rolling Stones, early Madonna, 
or the Descendants soundtrack. <laughs> one of one of three things we listen to every day. He I probably wish, thinks it's different people in the pool. Yeah, I wish I could hear know what your neighbors think when they see your son's room all lit up with all those all tile lights. lights. Yeah. Looks like a club in there, man. It's awesome. Uh, so that was some new music from an old group. Here's some old music from an old group. Right. Uh, check out Blue Oyster Cult doing their classic Godzilla remotely. Now, do you think this is a sound good or bad? You know, I think it'll sound good. I, I, don't, think sound good? I don't think it releases if it sounds bad. Uh, we have it up on Bone TV. These are the guys from Blue Oyster Call doing Godzilla remotely. Here we go. Grammys, you now have no more excuses as to why it sounds terrible. Uh, I yeah. don't know if you follow Sammy Hagar on social media, but uh, Sammy Hagar and The Circle have been doing that like every week. They put out a different song yeah. that they do. They'll do That's covers. Cool. They'll do stuff. It sounds great. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with just sitting at home <laughs> watching them, Hell you know? Yeah. I want to go see them when they come through. I think whether they're coming through in July, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. Sammy's in a high-risk group. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the guy's 70, what, 72, yeah. I think he is? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Sammy and Van Halen, uh, at one time or another, uh, we probably all wanted to punch Fred Durst in the face, right? <laughs> yeah. Eddie Van Halen came close to actually doing it. That's according to a new book about Eddie that is out now. Supposedly, the two met at a party, Eddie Van Halen and Fred Durst, and someone suggested they jam together. Durst joked that it would be, quote, the greatest guitar player ever playing with the worst band ever, but Eddie seemed to be into it. So uh, the jam went down, but it ended early because Eddie got mad that people were smoking pot, and uh, he left without any of his gear. Then when he tried to get in touch with Fred Durst to get his stuff back, uh, he couldn't get get a hold of him. But uh, 24 hours later, after not hearing back, he drove over to Fred's house with a gun. The author says that Eddie told him, quote, that a-hole answered the door. I put my gun to that stupid effing red hat of his, and I said, where's my stuff, MFR? Needless to say, Eddie got his stuff back. Wow. Whoa. Don't know if this is true. This is according to the book, yeah, but, uh, but he says that that's Eddie telling him the story. Yowza. Wow. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. That's a, I couldn't imagine what world you think you're living in when Eddie Van Halen has a gun to your head yeah. for stuff. I don't know where do you think you're living in that somebody's going to be like, yeah, Eddie, come get your stuff back. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, somebody took it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Frankenstein? No, yeah. that's not here. <laughs> also, what world are you living in where Eddie uh, Van Halen walks away while people are smoking pot? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Weird. Uh, MMA lover Halle Berry is teaming up with Dana White to give someone the ultimate UFC experience. You, who you get to bang her? Yep. Right on the octagon. Uh-huh. Uh, along with airfare and hotel, you'll win a private MMA training, dinner, signed merchandise, and a chance to negotiate a real fight. Uh, you'll also be able to watch the fight with uh, Halle Berry. That alone yeah. right there would yep. be great. Uh, Go to Vegas, sit next to Halle Berry, watch a fight. I'd be happy with that. She's gorgeous. I okay. can, and every every move, I'd hit her in the ribs of my elbow. And go, you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh, reach for stuff and like, uh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oops, I was, re- was high fiving that guy. <laughs> Touch. No. Nope. Uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Does everybody like Parks and Rec? Oh, no. yeah. You don't like it? You never watched it, though. I did. I quit. Why? Because it started out really bad. Yeah. The problem with Parks and Rec was third season is where it really got good. Agreed. First couple, of, I was when I first saw it. I remember going, "Oh, so Amy Poehler's doing The Office now?" Yeah, you know, and that's basically what it was. But it did get really good starting the third season, and then was great. Well, Parks and Rec fans have something to look forward to next week. Pretty much the whole cast is on board for a scripted special next Thursday to benefit Feeding America. It takes place in our current situation with Amy Poehler's character, Leslie Nope, determined to keep in touch with all of her friends while social distancing. Everyone will be filming from their homes. Nah. Uh, the special airs at 8.30 on NBC. That's what I say. Nah. I don't know how this works. They may be able to pull it off. It may be great. Nah. But I say, meh, nah. nah. I don't know it would that. be awful. Uh, Nate, good morning. You're on the Mike Calvin Show. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, give you a little bit more information about the uh, the Karen that got arrested at the playground. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I think you said that it was a staged protest, but uh, it was actually organized by somebody you might remember from the news before, uh, Eamon Bundy, the uh, the guy that took over the nature preserve and uh, ended up with the standoff. He's actually behind this whole protest in that area. Of, be- of going outside? Of okay, so so he's the guy who took over the ranch, the uh, uh, National Wildlife Refuge, and uh, had the big standoff? Correct. correct. Okay. And, and after the woman was arrested, they found out the arresting officer's personal information. They went to his house, had a no- huge number of people outside this officer's home protesting this officer just just doing his job it, it was a little ridiculous uh and it got a little heated there's a, a few videos of uh, the incident that happened after the arrest but uh yeah i just figured i'd let you guys know that yeah thank you because we had no idea and i would like to see that and i this also opens up the argument that there are so many people like when i watch these protests of people that want to go outside like i understand i want to get your business back open i want to go out there and get back to work but uh, the people who believe that that the we're, the government's telling us what to do and you won't make me stay inside yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you, you can go outside, idiot, if that's what you want to do. But they're giving you the advice to stay inside. And it's not – and so that you, if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. But you won't infect me and you won't get my kids sick by being out and doing that. Thank you for the heads up, man. I will I will check that out. I did not, I did not know that. But it is a little weird that the government is requesting you to stay inside, and then you have Dr. Fauci on Snapchat interviews saying it's okay to hook up with people on Tinder as long as it's a calculated risk. Yes, because because on Spanish, what you don't understand uh, is people are stupid, and people are stupid, and and when you, if you don't tell them, if you tell them stay inside, don't go outside, wear masks, sixty percent of the people have the brain capacity to say. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Like, I'm out every day I come to work. Every day I go to uh, a supermarket for 
one of my family members or something. I'm the only one doing this, but I'm doing it with masks. I'm doing it the right way for the most part. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm staying home other than that. Now you tell people, yeah, it's bad. You need the social distance. That's what really flatten the curve. And they go, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then they have parties and they go to the beach. And then they, you know, they're walking around sneezing and not realizing it. You have to be drastic with it in order for people to understand. And then when they start, when you wake up in the morning and you're an you're a, a elected official and you wake up in the morning and somebody walks in and gives you a piece of paper and it says 7,000 people are now dead, that's got to weigh on you. And if you say, what have we done that's working? And they say, well, when everybody was staying inside, that really flattened the curve. And you got to go, stay inside. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the idea that all these people are dying and that's on you. They're looking to their elected officials to be the guy to say or girl to say, uh, help us. Do we? This is what we want. You've got the resources. You've got the help us out. Find a way for us to open the business and to be like, there should be no reason why all restaurants can't open and operate out of a window like they do, a yeah. pickup window. You walk in there. Like I think about Marcello, who's got his Italian restaurant in, in St. Pete Beach over there. Uh, you know, that's a dining place. That's where you come in unless you're getting a pizza to go or something. Just open up a window. So you, you, you don't have to go in. You don't have to go out. You just pass the food and the money through a little bit of a window and you can still operate right now. That's the safest way to keep going. But if you don't tell everybody to stay home, they just get all willy-nilly and they go, oh, they're just lying to us and then we can do whatever we want. Well, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think any, and these people, I'm all for standing up to the, to the government if you really, if you really right. have a problem, but now you're just asking for trouble. You're just asking for trouble here and putting that woman out there is not only jeopardizing her, but jeopardizing now the light, the family of that police officer who's doing nothing but right. uh, his job, you know. She is very pretty. Uh, according to a new survey, one in eight people who are currently locked down with their partners say it's causing them to have some doubts about their relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, and that jumps to one in five people when you look at uh, 25 to 34-year-olds. Uh, the survey also found that 27% of people are currently finding their significant other annoying i i have to tell you i my wife and i i think realize that we get along great together yeah the other day she she did all the dishes and everything and i was like oh i go thank you for doing all those dishes i walked in and everything was done she goes just the fact that you say thank you makes me so happy i go look at us getting along right and also we both decided we hate the kids (laughs) they're the annoying one oh my god I, i looked at my daughter i go you can say you can ask me and tell me anything you don't have to say Daddy first. Daddy, <laughs> what? Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Daddy, what? Do you know that? Daddy, can we? I'm like, just tell me what you want to say. <laughs> Don't make me have to turn my head. Or, oh, I wanted to punch her. Uh, my wife and I have been getting along fantastic. She's been doing all the different stuff. You know what I do? I ply her with white claws. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. smart. My wife's a little. <laughs> my wife's been hitting the wine a little bit before she yeah. goes to bed. Yeah, what, even not? whenever she's just sitting there, I'll just pour a little bit in her mouth. Mm-hmm. When she's sleeping, yeah. you pour it in her mouth. People are making white claw smoothies. You get like frozen fruit and oh. white claw, and then you uh. put it, do it in like the Nutribullet. Add a little vodka if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so two yeah. things, not not alcohol, but uh, there is a new drink uh, called Aha. It's delicious. Uh-huh. Which is a uh, flavored, uh, like, sparkling water, and it has caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw it the other day, and my wife was like, ooh, that looks good. I got her, um, it was apple ginger, ooh, and yeah. then another one was something honey. Peach honey? Maybe. I think so. Maybe. That's the flavor that Joe and I got uh, yeah, from yeah. Dixie's peach yeah. honey. Yeah, good. So she said that was good, and then I got that uh, hint water that is regular water. It's flat water, 
and it tastes like. Let me guess. There's a hint of something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, uh, the one I got was pomegranate. So it's almost like if you had a cup of pomegranate and you drank it and then filled it with water and then just. Mm-hmm. Just it's good. You like it? You yeah. endorse? Yeah. All right. Okay. Just a little bit. And wide mouth. Yeah, I like that it. I like. Wide mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get it all in there. What? Uh, here is a preview from Jerry Seinfeld's new stand up special. It's his first new comedy special since 1988. Now, if you remember, he did that stuff where he went back and did all his old stuff. So this is new stuff. It's titled 23 Hours to Kill, which premieres on May 5th on Netflix. Here's a little bit of Jerry Seinfeld. Who designed the bathroom stall with the under-display viewing window? So we can all see the lifeless, collapsed pant legs and tragic little shoe fronts that are just barely poking out from underneath the impotent belt lying helpless. How much more money is it to bring this wall down another foot? A little like John Mulaney. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's not funny anymore. Oh, Uh, Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Jerry Seinfeld's television stuff is great. (laughs) He's still a great comedian, but his stand-up is just awful. Well, this is new stand-up, so we'll see on May 5th. I'll I'll watch watch it it. because he's Jerry Seinfeld. But when I saw him here last time, it was awful. Yeah, you said you didn't like it. I am a big Seinfeld fan, but I will tell you if he's still got it or not, and I think he's still got it. Yeah. I think he's still got it. That may be not the best (laughs) (laughs) clip. Uh, Saturday Night Live is doing another at-home episode tomorrow. They haven't announced the host or the musical guest yet, so it'll be a big surprise for all of us. John Goodman and Tom... Nope, just the Heartbreakers. (laughs) Uh, And finally in news, Tom Brady went to a meeting at a home of his new offensive coordinator right here in Tampa Bay, but he walked into the wrong house. I'm sure you already heard this. Uh, the owner says, quote, I'll never forget the look on his face. He just goes, am I in the wrong house? <laughs> that guy we will be talking to in the 8 o'clock hour, right? We're going to take a break and come back and talk to him next. Oh, nice. uh, I mean, I can't, I said this yesterday a bunch of times, but if I was home and Tom Brady walked into my house, if I didn't notice it was Tom Brady, we'd have a dead Tom Brady on our hands. That would be crazy. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine... We were on the cusp of having Brady, Gronkowski, oh. and all these guys, and Mike out the shoots intruder. Oh, my God. Intruder By the way, is that, like, immediate? Like, somebody walks in the house, and it's not a family member, shoot? <laughs> or do you go, Do you, is there any conversation? He came in with a duffel bag and a hat. I most likely think he's coming in to either rob or, or rape somebody. He gets shot. What? Just shot. No questions asked. I mean, he gets step, a... Step, step, Like, bang! in the middle of the day? Like... Yeah. But... At night, I understand. Yeah, you shoot. But Knock like- on the door. Don't get shot. Walk in the house and drop your duffel bag. We're going. It. We're just going down. <laughs> Sorry. Was but- there a, was there an imminent threat? Yes. There was a strange man with a duffel bag in my house. Did he have any weapons on him? In the bag, there was a machine gun. That's what you have to assume. That's how you don't die. I assume every bag has a machine gun. Even worse, if you shot and didn't kill Tom Brady. I'm not done with my question. (laughs) Was there any conversation between you and the intruder? Yes. What was the conversation? I said to him, are you dead? (laughs) Oh, so it it was after shooting. Yeah. Oh. I think we have to put you in jail. Yeah, or take away your gun. Yeah. You're un... Okay, but it's because you're racist. Oh, Plus, what? It's because you're racist, yeah. Again, because, yeah, I'll tell you right now. If uh, if I shot Jaquavius Curry, you'd go, oh, I got it. 
No, you're putting words into my mouth. <laughs> no, I know, but sure, I, I'm an officer of the law. I know. You're the but one that's shooting people willy nilly and peeing outside. If I shot a 20 something year old black guy with dreadlocks, and uh, that's you. I, you're saying that. You're, I know, yeah. I'm putting, telling you. You're putting your beliefs uh, on us. I'm yeah. telling you, if I shot a 20 something year old black guy with dreadlocks and tattoos, and I shot him the same way Tom Brady broke into the house, and somebody said, What happened? I go, He was in my house. He was in the wrong house, but I didn't know. And they go, It's okay. No. So you shot Tom Brady and you're a racist. That's what we've learned from this. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, you're going to have to go to jail now. <laughs> and, and you're not being detained. You're being on, arrested. Someone go take trees. Mike yeah. Kelta's guns. Yeah. He's oh. unfit. Oh, man. What, uh, do you, what do you got? We got your guns. We're taking them. That is it for news. Oh. The guy- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.